The Monday Rewind. Welcome along. I'm Oshin Lang, and you can contact us on mondayrewind.newstalk.com. This week, we've got Keith Wood, Liam Toland, and Marcus Horan on Leinster in the Champions Cup. And Ireland's options at out half for the Six Nations. We'll also hear from Connacht coach Pat Lamb on their win in La Rochelle, which saw them through to the Challenge Cup quarter final. They're away to Gloucester, but they'll have a home semi final if they can overcome their English opponents. We hear from Kildare manager Jason Ryan after their defeat to Dublin in an exciting Bordemona O'Byrne Cup final. And he also looks ahead to their Allianz League opener at home to Down. Johnny Doyle and Dermot Early are recently retired Kildare footballers. They talk about the loss to Dublin where they need to improve this year and perhaps why they haven't quite broken through over the last couple of years despite the fact that they really have threatened to do so. As well as all that, there's Waterford manager Tom McGlinchey on the Dacia winning silverware for the first time since 1981. Roscommon boss John Evans talks about them needing to be calm despite their victory in the FBD League final over Galway. Remember, they beat Mayo to get there. We also hear from Leash hurling manager Cheddar Plunkett who, like Evans, is encouraging calm despite a big win in a pre-season competition in racing Hurricane Fly does it again we'll hear from Willie Mullins there's also Phil Thompson on a weekend of FA Cup shocks first though it's rugby and after a weekend that saw Munster and Ulster beat Sale and Leicester at home in dead rubber Champions Cup matches Leinster's draw away to Wasps didn't actually cost them too badly in the end they've got Bath in the last eight at home on the weekend of the 3rd, 4th or 5th of April they play Toulon or Wasps away if they win let's hear now from Keith Wood and Marcus Horn and not just that game but also Ireland's options for out half in the Six Nations, especially for their opening game away to Italy, because keep in mind, Johnny Sexton is definitely out of that match. First, though, it's Liam Toland on Leinster getting Bath at home in the quarterfinal. You know what? I was really impressed by Bath over the last couple of weeks. They've got the, the key difference for me between Bath and, say, some like Saracens, for all of what Saracens have got going for them, they're still actually quite inaccurate in the back line they're poor attackers they could have and should have put another four or five tries on Munster last weekend they didn't primarily because they couldn't generate the, the quality of backline play that was not the issue for Bath Bath were wonderful at times and remember in Toulouse like Toulouse don't lose at home that often and they had a serious rugby team out against Bath they were a little bit indifferent maybe about the performance but Bath were superb so that first step for Leinster is a massive massive one it's far better than playing Toulon in Toulon clearly yes. um, <laughs> and the, the reward from the, for them is that look at when you go into when you go into Toulon down there we've seen Munster we covered the Munster game actually there didn't we um, Munster were kicking themselves at the end of the game that they there was phases and times that they actually put Toulon under huge pressure the challenge is that Toulon now are going for three in a row isn't it so there's a corporate knowledge there there's world class players there and there's a solidity and and they seem to have bounced back with what you call that out half played for England dropped the goal in 2003 (laughs) he seems to be forgotten like they seem where is he's coming he's gone and and they haven't they haven't lost a beat in it so it's look at any player who's playing at, at that at European level wants to play against the best ideally if you're going to play against the best it'll be in the final and not the semi-final because it's a tough one but it's a there's there's huge one to play for and Keen Healy and these guys should be back as well so there's there's great potential but I wouldn't take Bath lightly at this stage it's interesting with Leinster I, I've seen them play live a, a fair bit this season and I have to say some of their performances have been very very poor but I'm just wondering are, they, are, are things starting to click for them at the right time and you know to get through what they've got through and to be 
to be in the business end of both competitions at this stage of the season, missing two of their most important ball carriers on the team in, in Sean O'Brien and Keane Healy, I think is 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 testament to the to the squad that they have going up there. They've you know some of the games they've really grinded out in in, in the in the Pro 12 games that they normally in, in years gone by would have game would have been over halfway through the first half. So you know there's 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 character there. There's um, there's something building there, and I think. You know, as as Liam said, uh, Bath is not going to be an easy game, but the fact that they're home is 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 massive for them, and um, I don't think they'll think beyond that. But I think they're definitely they're definitely building, and I think, you know, it's all about momentum going into these things. If they can get all their players back after a, a Six Nations, um, you know, injury free, I think they'll be in a good place, and um, you know, just 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 coming at the right time. Yeah, I think it looks like four four home wins in the quarters two home wins in the semis you know it, yeah. it has that sort yeah. of that look to it which um, which you just don't want to you, you kind of don't want to see happen you don't want it to be that preordained um, you want to see uh, the outsiders the outsiders in that group mm. are Leinster yeah. In, and in, of in course the, there's four the English sides back into the system as well which yeah. we've kind of grown accustomed to that not happening yeah. Yeah. so there's a big swing away from Moving the goalposts, yeah, <laughs> you know, and but you know what, Leinster are, Leinster are a tricky team to be an outsider, to be disregarded. You know, they have they have a good pedigree, a great pedigree. Um, they have had a, they've had a horribly tough season. They've had a coach who's been beleaguered the whole way, and yet they're in the quarterfinal of the Champions Cup, which is fantastic. Um, they will get their players back. How they're reintegrated in, how some of the other young guys that have come in, uh, you know, to take the role with it. You know, hopefully. Some of the injuries that they picked up over the weekend aren't too serious, and um, because you'd like to see um, a Leinster side at full tilt, yeah. you'd like to see how they can actually really have a go, because we know they don't perform all that great when they don't have all the players. Very few sides do. Actually, the Irish sides, I think, at the moment, and Liam brought it up in commentary, um, the Irish sides are suffering for the lack of depth an awful lot. Um, what the French and the English sides have, because of the additional finances at their disposal. Um, uh, when they have, they have the same amount of injuries that the Irish promises have. No, I just, I was just thinking when you talk about strength and depth, I think the one team that that probably does have it is Leinster at the moment. I mean, we were just discussing before we came back on air there that, you know, today Munster had one scrum half on the squad um, in Duncan Williams, yeah. and and obviously when everyone's fit, he wouldn't be the first choice scrum half for Munster. So it shows you where they are now. But then you look at Leinster and they have. They have Isaac Boss, they have Owen Redden, but they also have Luke McGrath, who's who's a fantastic young player and I think is really pushing the two boys at the moment up there. And then you think of someone like Jamie Heaslip, who was um, past Irish captain, um, you know, who's leading the team. But you've got Jack Conan there then as well, who's who's I think has been um, the main guy in some of their games when he when when he slip has been missing he he was man of the match I think in in the RDS recently for one of the the Pro 12 games so that strength and depth even though they're only maybe one or two key positions that is is a massive has a massive effect on the team it allows Jamie Heaslip maybe to get those breaks in the season when he needs them and then give it give it everything when he's called upon and then Jack Conan is 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 champing at his heels to, to get in there as well it's not just filling a gap he's actually a credible replacement for the guy and I think you know that's the difference with with Munster at the moment you're kind of we're discussing about looking abroad to to, to replace these players rather than 
you know, what's coming through, what, what homegrown guys are there to replace what we already have. Yeah. A very, very last quick question to you, because I'm sure you're freezing at this stage. Uh, Keith Wood and Liam Tolan and Marcus Horn here. Marcus, when you were talking about Keith Earls and what he might do in the Six Nations, you just mentioned in passing the Keith Lee Madigan situation with Ireland. Keith Lee getting lots of game time at 10, not necessarily playing brilliantly. Madigan not getting any game time at 10. What way would you go? Yeah, look, it's a tough one, and we discussed this with you know during the during the Pro 12 games. We could see this coming down the line because, to be fair, even with the injuries, I I didn't think Jackson had been playing that well anyway, uh, and I know he had missed an awful lot of the season. Um, so you know, and then obviously with, with with Sexton picking up the injury, it has really kind of created a problem that. You know this debate about having played in the, in that position. How can you pick? Um, you know, and there, there's there's always this argument for he's a good player. Just get him on the field, and 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 I can understand that. But at international level, it's just another step up. And to say that you're going to play an individual in a position that he hasn't really played in all season is yeah. is a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one for the player himself as well because the minute something does go wrong early on in a game. You'll you'll find that everyone around him is kind of going, yeah, well he 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 hasn't played there, you know why why was he picked there? And it's easy criticise then, but whereas you know if if the player has played there, then 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 it's all on his shoulders. It's you know it's um it's about him playing well and playing right. So you know we're just not in a good position. Keatley has not played well. He's not played consistently well. Yet he's consistently at ten. Madigan has played well and has kicked well. I felt, mm. but has not been playing in the 10 position consistently so that's your debate and, and I think it's it's going to be a very very tough one and I think all they can go off is what they do in training because they're the, they're the only two out halves in the squad at the moment so that's going to be an interesting battle of training Have you have you dodged that beautifully or was that a great answer? I'm not, I'm not sure. well, uh, well I'll tell you my, 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 my short What day my, is it? <laughs> is it Monday? Should we be my, my, short, my short answer is if I was going off, off performances on the pitch I would pick Madigan Look you know I have my huge frustrations I'd, I'd like to see Madigan playing at 10 and I know that for Matt O'Connor he's been trying to juggle his resources from all the injuries that he's had all the time and he has to do what he has to do I still like I, I like Madigan. I just think he has he has a great spark about him. Um, I have to say, for me, I think he is um, he may have more of an international temperament, and I would have him at ten. Liam, mm. final word to you. Yeah, I think the the options are at this stage now, isn't with injuries, Keatley and Madigan essentially, is it? Essentially, yeah. Or yourself if you're free. Um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Marcus. He's, that's a bit that's over, he's a bit overweight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have scoliosis <laughs> beside Keith Wood here? From the <laughs> his right side is a little bit plump. But that said, anyway, back to the question. Um, I just think Madigan is, is, is a class player. Yeah. I think he's got the ability to play at the, at the level that he's been asked in. Of course, the hurdles that are coming around, like the Six Nations is in a whole new debate entirely I think if you learned anything from Europe this year how particularly how the English sides have played Harlequins have played against Leinster and Saracens played against Munster you kind of say wow they've got real trench warfare coming down the line which could say a controlling 10 as opposed to a flamboyant 10 the, the thing for me is Madigan needs time to become both mm. he certainly has the ability to light up a stadium he needs time to be able to do all the all the tricks and the only way he's going to do that is by playing at 10 which is part of what Marcus is hinting at he's not mm. playing at 10 That's Liam Toland Keith Wood and Marcus Horan speaking to Joe Malloy on off the ball on the Champions Cup and Ireland's choice 
of out half in the Six Nations. Connacht will play Gloucester away in the Challenge Cup quarter final with Exeter or Newcastle to come to the sports grounds if they win. Pat Lambside trailed by nine points at the break away to La Rochelle on Saturday, but they came back to win 30 points to 20. Marmion, McKeown, Adiolucan and Healy with the tries for the Westerners. After the game, Lamb, who signed a new three-year deal last week, spoke with Galway Bay FM's Rob Murphy about the victory and the individual meetings he had with players last week. We started the game off well, but then we slipped into a little bit of last week too. We, we, we kicked ball away, we turned ball over, and, um, and then, which forced us to do a lot of defending again against big guys. So we spoke about it at half-time. I just said a simple message was, fellas, when, when we have the ball, they, they are really struggling. And you, I could see they were slow to get into place. But when they have the ball, you know, we've had to do a lot of work against bigger guys. So if we could control their position, we'll get there and... You know, one of the reasons why I have signed and stay here is that these guys never give in. You know, they just keep going and keep going, and uh, um, and I'm you know, extremely proud of them. You could be critical at halftime because you know yeah. a lot of mistakes, and maybe it just didn't seem to clue in. But the second half, the application, the work ethic—they're inside their own twenty-two for about ten minutes at one point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, again, it, was, it's, it wasn't a hard thing to fix. Just like I said last week, it's just about as, as a group. And you know, we got, to, and I, we also got to take fact there's a lot of uh, you know inexperienced guys who've had a few changes with injuries and that. And um, you know, there's, there's some you know every game there's some lessons that we can learn. And you know, I think um, and uh, and that's part of the whole education of. Uh, of what we're trying to do, and so, um, but ultimately, it's uh, it's it's a great one. We're now into knockout football, and in, uh, in uh, April we can park this, and the boys deserve a well a, a well deserved break because ten games on the trot, and I suppose when we went back to back, Leinster, Ulster, Munster, Edinburgh, Exeter, all massive teams, and. Um, with, a, with a pretty short squad, reduced squad, and now with Willie's injury was a, was a concern. Um, it, uh, it's, it's a monumental effort what we've uh, gone through. There's a lot of talk in European world rugby about big men and big sizes. They had some big men there, but yeah. Connacht have found a way around it and found a way to get the better of them. Yeah, I, I agree. Like um, you know, we do a lot of school work, and uh, you know, um, and everybody being having these team skills that are that are really after um, you know everyone being able to uh, you know pass under pressure. Uh, short passes, long passes, everybody being able to run angles, uh, everyone working hard into place, everyone being able to attack the ball on the breakdown because then we as a collective we're stronger and um, and uh, you know again it's all our good stuff from following on from last week, all those tries, the team tries, you know, you know a bit of X for the front and from Nihi Adiolikin and Matt Healy. Yeah. But listen and on that try just before I conclude that like that was just a spark of genius wasn't it? Yeah it was you know, uh, you know we've had a uh, I thought I sent the word out to uh, get Nihi ready and make sure that he's really warm because he's got about you know nine minutes to do something or, two, or 13 minutes at the time sorry to, to do something and I don't want him he ain't got time to warm into it so fair play to uh, Paul Bunce and uh, Dave Ellis on the sideline and um, you know, he went out there and uh, showed that he was definitely warm. This is the third time this season that Connacht had two defeats and didn't go to three defeats in a row. How important is that? How important is it to be in the quarterfinal going into a two-week break? Yeah, it's massive. I think um, you know, again, that's again the same process of focusing on not on outcome. You know, we didn't talk about you know we have to win this game. We we all knew that our whole focus was on the performance and and, and around our jobs. And and this week's been a week where we took a lot of learnings from last week. But again, we went back to our process of every day making it better, making sure we improve things and I asked the guys, they all had to come and see me during the week to give me one thing that they're going to uh, put some extra work in and you know, fair play to them they uh, they, they spent a bit more time with the coaching staff um, on, on areas that they make a difference and uh, they made a difference out there. 
This is the Rewind on News Talk and that was Connor coach Pat Lamb speaking to Rob Murphy about their win over La Rochelle. With Connor Murray and Owen Redden injured, it will be interesting to see if Kieran Marmion makes the Six Nations matchday squad for the first game away to Italy on Saturday week. Still to come, Phil Thompson on a weekend of FA Cup shocks and the Capital One Cup semi-final second leg away to Chelsea for Liverpool, that is. First though, GAA and Kildare and Dublin played out at a very entertaining Bordemona O'Byrne Cup final in Newbridge on Sunday. 24 points to 19 the final score after extra time. Dean Rock kicking 10 for the dubs. The analysis of Dermot Early and Johnny Doyle to come. But first, let's hear from the managers, Jason Ryan and Jim Gavin. Yeah, it was a great workout. Um... Uh, I think both sets of teams uh, and, and managers would, would, would have uh, would have learned a lot from today, and um, uh, you know it, it, it was great advertising for football, and you know it's heartwarming that, that to see the uh, you know the endeavour given by both sets of players, and, and um, great advertisement as I said, for the game, and some great high feeling, uh, great scores, great tackling, great endeavour. Uh, all in all, a great a great day for Gaelic games and Gaelic football. What particularly pleased you was the performance of some guys who we would class, I suppose, as fringe players or guys who were kind of trying to make their way into the Dublin jersey. And maybe even someone like Tomas Brady, who was making his way in, had a very horrible injury. Today, looked the park, kicked three points, wasn't afraid to take it on. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, it was a really collective effort and it has been over the last number of games. Uh, you know, we started off in, in, in this competition you know, against uh, um, Newt University and then we had a tough game against uh, you know, Offaly. Then we are on the road for the last three games, um, Leash, Mead and, and Kildare. So it's been a really collective effort. We've got, got a chance to look at a lot of players and you know, as we say to them, when, when they we hand them a jersey that they, you know, it's a great first and foremost, it's a great privilege to put on any county jersey and we, we take the same same view of it in Dublin. Um, uh, but when you get that sky blue jersey, there comes a, uh, you know, a, a, um, a responsibility to try and play the way that we believe it should be played and, and, and to, be, to try and to be their very best. And I could never, you know, for some players it has worked out and they've put their hand forward for, for slots in the National League squad and some players it just didn't work out but overall I could never question their endeavour their heart and, and the commitment that they've shown to their county and, and that's the most pleasing thing Jason Ryan Kildare manager a loss but many positives to take absolutely um, I suppose uh, there was a, an element of uh, newness or freshness about both teams there was a, a lot of Dublin players there that maybe um, didn't get as much game time last season and uh, they you know, they, they really contributed well guys like Tomás Brady and that but from our side of things we'd I think it was three starters from our team that played against Mead last year in the championship and I think maybe seven starters from the game that played against Monaghan in our last championship game. So it's a big, big, big change. There was a lot of guys experiencing things for the first time. Um, playing against Dublin, playing against Dublin in a pretty much packed out Connets Park. Um, but it's a pity that you know we didn't get the win and it'd be nice to memories for the guys to have won in a fairly packed Connets Park against Dublin. But... Um, I think when most in the county players look back at their uh, memory banks and pick out their good days, I would be hoping that Kildare players aren't going to go back, look back and think that an O'Byrne Cup game was going to be the highlight of their career, that um, all teams have uh, greater expectations or aspirations than being successful in January. It's, it's all about the months that are ahead of us. With the exception of the Carlo match, you were fairly dominant in most of your games so far. Probably not the case today. What will you have taken from that? What was the difference? What are the benefits going into the league opener against Down next week? Dublin put us under huge pressure on our kickouts. Dublin put us under huge pressure. Um, every time we counter-attacked, Dublin put us under pressure. Every time we slowed the ball down, and um, they, they just brought a whole new intensity that we haven't experienced so far this year. So at times, the most intensive things we've done in January have been in training sessions. So it was great for us to have it on the field. And um, the first half was a bit of a shock to the system because we haven't experienced it. 
but the last 10 minutes of the first half the guys started to kind of come to grips with what was required and they really improved massively and I think they, they deserve huge credit for coming back from 5 or 6 points down to make a real real game of it in the, in the second half of normal time and, and like you know I felt in, the, in normal time that we, we had enough opportunities and chances and I felt we should have we should have come away with a victory but um, when it went into extra time um, we had a number of players started to get very very tired and um, Dublin got a run they, they, they managed to really 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 compound some of our mistakes um, we had a few sloppy turnovers and they came at us and, and did damage and um, when the legs are tired it becomes even more important to retain possession because if you lose it chasing when you're very very tired is, is a difficult task Is it fair to say that last year you were happy with the amount you scored but maybe weren't happy with the amount you conceded and that's an issue to address this year probably doesn't help that you've lost an incredibly experienced defender in Mick Foley No Mick is a big loss he's been a wonderful server to Kildare um, great on the pitch great off the pitch um, and uh, like we, we do miss him and Hugh McGrillen as well they're two guys that, that uh, it's a pity that they're, they're not around anymore but you know uh, absolutely in agreement with you there that you know we want we, we've aimed to improve our defending and um, we feel last year that we conceded too many goal scoring chances and opportunities and um, in the month of January we played five games and we've had three clean sheets and probably the two goals that we left in were very very sloppy against UCD and against um, Carlo so you know we're pleased coming away from today you know with a clean sheet and Maybe credit to Mark Donlan for a penalty save that he made, but apart from that, you know, we 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 looked fairly solid regarding conceding goals. Um, but you know, um, Oshin, I suppose, you know, if we if we had a choice of winning today or or being you know really competitive and there thereabouts in the mead and down games over the next two weeks, we'd have to take the league games because our performance are going to be judged and our success in later in the championship is going to be judged and helped by how we performed in Division 2 because Division 2 is so, so, so competitive. It's going to be difficult for us. You look like you've got increased options in the squad despite the guys we just mentioned who retired. You've got a few lads who maybe lost out at the important time last year due to injury and they're back now and you had a look, good look at them today and then you had the likes of Eamon O'Callaghan scoring or Eamon Callaghan, I beg your pardon, no, scoring three great points when play. Podge Fogarty came on, got a couple of good points. Podrick O'Neill played the full game, got a great booming point from a long way out. Yeah, it's good to have those back. This time last year, Peter Kelly was unavailable and Ollie Lyons was unavailable and Owen Doyle was unavailable. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on of how many guys weren't available. Um, and over the next few weeks, Alan Smith, Fergal Conway, Paul Cribben, Niall Kelly, David Hyland, um, Carl McNally, they're all due back. So it's Mikey Conway. Like it's, it's, it's a big plus having those coming in. So whatever work has been done in January, those new guys coming back over the next couple of weeks, they'll, they'll bring another injection of energy, desire to play and whatnot. And you can see the times there when Key Cribben was on the field, he was so hungry to get back on the field because he, that was his first touch of football with us um, this year so far that um, he, he's, he's recovering from injury. So, uh, yes, there is competition and that competition is important and it's going to make life difficult for us because in the next uh, number of days we have to reduce our panel that we've carried uh, a, a large panel in, in preparation for the National League knowing that we're going to be missing players with your university. So, um, yeah, it's... Um, it's a pity to lose, but it's certainly not all doom and gloom in, in Kildare at the moment. How do you make that call? Oh, well, I suppose last year we were in a position whereby we won um, each of our games in the O'Byrne Cup and we went in to start the National League thinking everything was rosy. We had a really positive performance against Mayo, which turned out to be a real shootout in the first round of the league. Um, and you know, apart from a Paddy Brophy point at the very end, we, you know, we would have only shared the points. But we went from that game thinking you know, things were going really well. And sometimes when you feel that things are going well, um, you can lose track of maybe what isn't going according to plan. So 
Um, at this moment in time, you know, we're realists. We realise what went wrong with us last year at different stages and how we need to address it and change it on the training pitch and also maybe with parts of our team selection. So by us, you know, losing today, it, it keeps us grounded and makes sure that we, we understand that things aren't perfect. We still have a lot of work to do and uh, we've got to keep going. And just before I let you go, as a Waterford man talking to a Waterford man, I can't leave you off without talking about the McGrath Cup. A fantastic victory for Waterford. It's good though for a county like Waterford to get silverware, even though it's January and the important thing for them, like I suppose all other teams, is the league. Absolutely. And you know, when you're looking back on highlights, I've absolutely no doubts that some of the guys will look back on uh, Clashmore with fond memories from the court game and, and that victory that they've done really, really, really well. Um, and the present management in Waterford certainly deserve credit, but Huge credit has to also go to the to previous management teams. Um, Nile Crew's contribution over the last couple of years has been has been massive, and um, so like often when a new manager comes in, sometimes they get credit for what's been done, and yes, they deserve it. But a huge amount of credit is also owed to what has been done just before that, because a lot of that is a, is a follow through. So um, it'll give Waterford a great boost going into the Wicklow game at the start of the league, and um, it's you know it's at last some of the players will get a clap on the back. You know, for their time, their efforts, um, because too often, maybe in some counties, um, if there's one sport that maybe gets a bit more attention than the other, the the, the players maybe in the one that's not getting the attention sometimes don't get the the attention, the credit the, the, that they deserve for their time, their efforts, and uh, the dedication they have to their sport. Jason, best of luck in 2015. Thanks, Oshin. Much appreciated. Well, joined by Dermot Hurley and Johnny Doyle. Johnny, I'll start with you. A loss for Kildare, but were there more positives than negatives to take from that? Yeah, I think there was. I think you know it was it was always going to be a, a tough game. You know, obviously Dublin missing you know a good few regulars, but still you know we look at the strength and depth that Dublin have, and they came here with was still a, sprinkled with a good bit of experience. So it, it was a good it was a good challenge for for Kildare. Like I mean, you know, the universities didn't really push, push them too far um, to get to this to this stage. So uh, they needed a good a good challenge coming into the league. And look at you know we were saying coming in if we. A performance is, you know, if we'd won or lost by a couple of points, it wasn't going to be the end of the world, but a good performance would set it up nicely for, for the down game next week. Dermot, what's your analysis of that? Yeah, no, I, I agree there with Johnny. Um, you know, it's great preparation going into down next week. Um, I, I think Dublin, in the end, deserving team. Um, Kevin McManaman had an excellent game, and you could see it right down at the very end, he, the way he was able to play and penetrate through. And I think if Kildare can take, you know, Instead of moving it to the wings, I think penetration is the key. We played some great football at times, but I suppose we were we were lateral. Um, but if we can, you know, penetrate the way Dublin did right at the very end there, I think that Kildare can go a long way uh, in improving towards the National League. It's particularly uh, pleasing for me is to see the likes of, you know, getting getting uh, January football into Eamon O'Callaghan, Owen Doyle, um, Peter Kelly. You know, some of the lads that are experienced, but they haven't got that that sort of winter football in them for a while with injuries. And it's great to see them back. And you know, obviously, you know, there's there's a few young Gavin Farrell that came on today. He's impressed me uh, right throughout the throughout the O'Byrne Cup and. Darrell O'Brien there at centre half back, you know, a great reader of the game. So there's there's a lot of positives there. Um, Fionn Dowling is another guy that's been very unlucky over the last few years with, with injuries, and he's after getting a good pre-season into him. And I think, you know, they're the lads you need to, to be to have that as as the year goes on. If they have that that winter hard winter training into them, it, it's it's a good sign for Kildare. I guess Jason Ryan made no secret of the fact that he wasn't happy with them defensively last year. Are you seeing in the early season that that's something he's very much addressing? I mean, he played a sweeper for large parts of today. Yeah, he's he's persisted with the sweeper throughout the last couple of Burn Cup games, and I'd say it's going to be you know persisted with throughout the league as well. Um, yeah, I suppose defensively we needed to 
we needed to tighten things up. Um, it's 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 getting the right balance, you know, uh, getting the right lads in the right positions. But you know, Peter Kelly again, as Johnny said, he missed a lot of uh, a lot of football. He's been back now in January playing football, so that can only benefit. I suppose Mick Foley has left a bit of a hole there in his retirement, so that needs to be addressed. And Peter's a, a great person to slot in there. He has the experience. Um, Kieran Fitzpatrick as well. He, you know he's doing very good. So uh, look, it's something that we can uh, we can always work on. They can always tighten up, and it's probably finding who is the right sweeper to play that role. But uh, you know he's had a look at three different sweepers. Uh, Kevin Murnahan played the role today and did it quite well. So look. It's, it, it's, it's a work in progress, but it's important that they, they do get it right as they move out throughout the league. Tomas O'Connor is still very much the big man in at full forward. Does he need more support up there? Because there was times he looked isolated, and even if he does win the ball, which very often he can't because he's up against two defenders, the support just isn't quite there. And by the time he gets it away, whoever they're playing against, OK, it was Dublin today, have their defensive system set up. Yeah, and, and that's true. There was a, co- a couple of occasions where he did get isolated, and I suppose the way Tomas plays, and, and probably the way Kildare play when Tomas is there, um, you know, we all know he's going to win a high percentage of balls that go into him, and, and defenders know that, and you can see them, you know, two or three defenders on him every time, and, and, and we're probably a little bit, uh, a bit slow to, to address that, you know. The fact that that we put that ball into him and he wins it, we should instinctively know. But you know, he, I, I thought he did very well today. You know, obviously he, he mightn't have got on the scoreboard as much as you'd like, but I thought, particularly when Park Fogarty came on, I thought he made space for for Park. You know, he 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 he's a very selfless player. He doesn't if he doesn't score, that's okay with Tomas. He looked to bring other lads in, but I thought he, he by by the fact that he he pulled lads away, he gave gave Park Fogarty a bit of space, and he kicked kicked three or four great points when he came on. So you know. A lot of that work goes on, on, on notice as well. You know, we expect him to win this, win this ball, but it's, it's the other bits and pieces that he brings to the game that other people might, mightn't see. You know, Dermot, what did you make of Dublin, particularly some of the lads who aren't household names? Yet. Yeah, you know, I, I'm very impressed with Dublin, and it's 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 it just goes to show you the strength and depth that they do have. Um, you know, this they're they're still able to each game produce some of the or introduce, I suppose, some of the more seasoned campaigners. And I'd say after having a look at for both teams really that you know both Jim Gavin and Jason will have an idea of what their team will be for next week. I think Dublin have to go down to Cork, which is a, a difficult enough opener. So um, no, again very impressive. A few of the older lads, Dennis Bastic was there, um, did quite well. And again, Kevin McManaman, I thought was, was was absolutely class throughout the full you know seventy minutes ga- game, and then of course in the twenty minutes as well. So look, it's positive. It's positive for Dublin uh, going forward. You know that they can add to the already strong panel that they have, and um, they're certainly going to be a, a force later on in the year. Dermot Early and Johnny Doyle, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks. That's Dermot Early and Johnny Doyle on Kildare's defeat to Dublin in the Bordenamona O'Byrne Cup final, and the season ahead for the Lily Whites. Before them, you heard from Jason Ryan and Jim Gavin. Dublin away to Cork next weekend in Division One, at Kildare at home to Down. Then they go away to Meath. This is the Rewind on News Talk and in Connacht, Ross Common became the FBD League champions for the first time since 1999 beating Galway in Kiltoon 4-8 to 1-12 at halftime. The Rossies had a slender 6 points to 5 lead so it was quite the open second half. In the second half, Dermot Murta, Kieran Murta, uh, Kieran Kafferke and Enda Smith got goals. It means they go into their opening Division 2 game uh, on a high against Cavan in Kiltoon next week. That game, by the way, has been confirmed as an all-ticket match. After Sunday's victory, Shannon Side FM's Willie Hegarty got the reaction of Rossi's manager and Kerryman, 
John Evans. Galway didn't come here to hand it to us anyway, that's for sure. Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's, um, we were a bit tentative in the first half, there is no doubt about that. I suppose uh, play, uh, with the wind, you'd think that the wind was going to help you. He didn't. It didn't suit our style, actually, what we wanted to do. But um, look, um, sum up the performance. Half time, there was a lot of questions, serious questions asked of the team. And they came out in the second half and uh, they knuckled down. But uh, I suppose Galway were trying to play a possession game, possession and slow down the pace. We needed to up the pace. We needed to go get faster, move that ball quicker and get it into the inside lads faster. Like, you know, once we did that, you know, we really, I mean, four goals gives you the answer of, of uh, to that, like, you know, and uh, on a good field in, in uh, playing into the wind, as was just more, most pleasing, whatever about the scores, is the way we played in the second half. There were a lot of gusto, a lot of belief, a lot of pace, a lot of accuracy, balls that went up the wing, great balls by, you know, by Kieran Cafferkey, you know, Mark Nally, Indy Smith, these guys, and Carl Craig coming on then, and... Uh, you know, um, Alton Harney and these guys. You know, they're, 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 there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good talent there, and it's about, I suppose, harnessing it. But look, this is it's great to win this. But what we're really looking at is is uh, is next Sunday to start the Division Two, and that's going to be a real test. And I just hope and hope that uh, it's great to win the trophy, but I just hope that. Uh, the trophy doesn't soften our attitude towards uh, the game, and I, I, I don't think it will. I, I think these boys are out uh, to, to show that they can play football in the style of football, as was Willie is. This is the rewind on News Talk, and that was Rossi's boss John Evans following their win over Galway. Waterford won their first piece of silverware since 1981, beating UCC in the McGrath Cup football final in Dungarvan on Saturday. 3-12 to 1-9 the final score with Patrick McCarthy, Gavin Nugent and Marcel Gorman getting the goals. After the game, Dacia manager Tom McGlinchey spoke to WLRFM's Tomás McCarthy and the Munster Express's Dermot Keyes about pockets of football supporters in Waterford. But first, the importance of next Saturday's Division 4 opener at home to Wicklow. The bread and butter is the league, like, you know, and, like, this is fantastic preparation. Um, but, like, the lads themselves, and you heard even Tomás saying it there off, off, the, off the podium, like, it's all about next Saturday. And, again, without putting too much pressure on them, like, you know, because then we could, we could you know, lose focus as well, like, and putting too much pressure on them. But they're very aware, like, you know, that they want to get out of Division 4, you know. A little bit worried how UCC maybe opened you up a little bit in the first half, which certainly seemed to tighten up. Um, after half time, and I suppose Gavin Nugent's goal really dampened their enthusiasm. Yeah, and I suppose, look, like UCC are a fantastic team. Now, I know they probably didn't have some of their top players playing, but I mean, as I was on to Kevin Murray there and Billy Morgan after, like they were saying, like, you know, they were using this as to try out fellas because the Sigerson is all about, you know, over a period of time, as in getting players to can they last 48 hours in two different games. So they were always going to put us under pressure, but I, th- I think our lads, you know, they held the pressure fairly well, like, you know, and they didn't panic. They didn't panic last week, they didn't panic the week before and hopefully that'll continue next week as well, you know. It's great to get a run of games the way they've fallen as well, Tom. I mean, it's a four successive weekend out and the next two weeks will be out again as well. Yeah, it's fantastic, but again, you know, like if we lose next Saturday, like, you know, to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the one thing I would say, like, you know, you know, we win games, especially for maybe teams like Waterford or teams in the lower divisions, if you get a bit of momentum going, it means everything, like, you know. But like all the teams say that, like, you know, the Kilkenny's, the Corks, the Kerry's, they all like to get games under their belts, like, and players love games more than training, like, you know, so you know, hopefully now next Saturday we can continue it on again, you know. Great to have close to a thousand spectators and be hoping for a bit of repeat business, I suppose, next Saturday night. Well, I suppose, you know, if you look at it, it was 337 last week, so that's 300% of an increase. <laughs> <laughs> that's our economics, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, so, so we get another 300 percent next week to be great. But no, it's just fantastic. And like, you know, there's a great. I, I think I said that before. There's a great pocket here in Waterford of football supporters. It's like Tipperary. It's like it's like carried this pocket. It's like carried this sport hurling only. Like you know, so and it's just great here tonight. And I think you know, without being too biased, I think we play good football. Like you know, and I think you know. I'm hopeful that if we can get that crowd to come back again a bit more, like you know, they'll see more good football, you know. And players popping up maybe in a slightly unusual position, such as Maris O'Gorman there, you know. I mean, very That's, unlikely yeah, to see yeah, him get yeah. the goal like so that. So you're kind of telling me I should be working in his <laughs> shoe, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do that as well. Like you know, but he got a great goal, but uh, you know, I'd say a bad mister towards yeah. the end. But look, look, I, you know, it's no secret I want to play attacking football, and like you know, so if a corner forward finds us or corner back finds us in position up there. You know he should be able to do the business, like you know, and we're just lucky that Morris did the business there, like you know, and you know I, I know we missed we missed a few scores, like you know, but you know we did take great scores. This is the rewind on News Talk, and that was Waterford manager Tom McGlinchey on their win over UCC in the McGrath Cup final. In hurling, a hat trick from PJ Scully helped lead to a four eighteen to one nineteen victory over Wexford in Abbey Leagues in the Walsh Cup. It means they will play Dublin next week at home in the semi-finals. Here's Omar boss Cheddar Plunkett speaking with Jack Nolan of Midlands 103. But first, Wexford's Liam Dunn talking with South East Radio's Liam Spratt. Well, I'd re- read enough into it that in, in a lot of sectors on the field today we weren't good enough, you know, and you know, guys want opportunities. You give them opportunities and it's up to them to come and take them, you know, whether it's the third week in January or, or whenever. Like, when do you give guys an opportunity? But um, as I said, you know, it's, it's not... Not all negatives, but at the same time, Leash were well well worthy of their nine point victory today. And you know, you can say you're missing players, and that can be a crutch as well. But you have 15 hurlers out there representing Wexford, and, and believe me, I wanted to win the game today. Leash certainly. What did you make of Leash, Liam? They were very good all over the field, you know. And look at in fairness, Cheddar, Leash are like ourselves, you know, they've been down in the doldrums, and but you know, their hurling was very good, but. You know, we we made mistakes, Liam, that, that cost us dearly, you know, and at, at this level, no matter who you're playing now, whether it's Leash, Offaly or Kilkenny or Tipperary, they'll punish you, you know. So it's a, it's not a, a real soul-searching job or anything leaving Abbey League, Leagues tonight now, but at the same time, fellas are disappointed in the dressing room, and that's a good sign as well. Yeah, because a lot of fellas, you know, the way the situation is with you've 40 players here, I suppose maybe a lot of fellas realise they're playing for their places maybe in the panel. Yeah, look, at it is as well, Liam, but, you know, you can only pick 15 any given day and, and uh, we picked 15 guys today that we felt would be good enough to win the game, but we came up short. You know, and we made changes there. Uh, Podge came in at half-time and then we made three substitutions at the one time in the second half just to freshen things up as well. Um, lads are on a heavy regime at the moment, but that's not making any excuses, Liam. We came up short and we weren't good enough on the day, you know, so we just have to pick it up now and get ready for Antrim on the 15th of February. I know we're happy result, Jack. Um, we just know, look, it's very, very early in the year, first of all, and, and um, it's a competition that we're playing in to try out things and to look at things and, and that. Uh, so happy with the result. Uh, but, you know, looking at the things that we want to do, we, we, we know we've still a lot of work to do. I know that's a little bit cliche, but that's what it is, and you, you, you've got to look at those facts as well. Just thought, uh, maybe in the opening half, up in 20 minutes, you were in a little bit of uh, trouble in defence. 
I, I think we were all over the field to an extent. Now, in fairness to the forwards, probably kept it in at that stage. They, they tackled very, very strongly there and held up ball inside. But I think from there, back middle third and, and at the back, um, we just were a little bit slow into the ball. And if you look back at the UCD game, that was broadly similar. We just weren't stepping into the break of the game and, and, and winning that winning that possession, I suppose. Um, but I think after about 15 minutes, you know, there was a lot of similarities with, with UCD last week, I suppose. And after about 15 minutes, we got it, got a... Uh, you know, we were driving in for that type of ball and in terms of the competitive ball we were starting to win a lot of them and once we did then we started to create uh, scores for ourselves we probably missed a, a few scores as well I think we had a few goal chances in the first half that on another day or even on a summer's day that you might like, like, like to score but look I'd, I'd, uh, I'd qualify all of that by saying that this is just a learning process it's competition for that um, I think they were missing a number of players we were missing a number of players they have some players with the colleges we have some players with the colleges um, so overall very very happy with the work of the lads obviously very very happy with the result and, and getting another game next week but very conscious also that her focus is actually on the league here This is the Rewind on News Talk and that was Leash Manager Cheddar Plunkett following their win over Wexford before Cheddar we heard from Wexford boss Liam Dunn now up next for Leash are Dublin in next Sunday's semi-final uh, the Dublin will go to Leash for that one in the other semi Carlo will host Galway who overcame awfully 222 to 113 Joe Canning is almost certain to miss the start of Galway's Allianz League campaign after suffering a finger injury in their win uh, the Portumna player had just come off the bench and actually scored a goal when the damage was done in Munster Cork and Limerick will meet next weekend in the Waterford Crystal Cup final in Munster Cork and Limerick will meet next weekend in the Waterford Crystal Cup final after victories over Clare and UCC FA Cup soccer now when it was a good weekend for Bradford and Middlesbrough who knocked out Chelsea and Manchester City at Stamford Bridge and the Etihad respectively. Former Cup winner with Liverpool Phil Thompson joined Ivan Yates on News Talk Breakfast to discuss the big teams picking much changed and one could say weakened sides. Does it devalue the Cup? Does it mean they're not taking you know the whole thing seriously? Here's what Tomo had to say. The game has moved on. I, I, I totally agree. I don't think they all take it as serious as they should do. Ivan, I'd like to think you, like myself, have actually been brought up on this FA Cup, and I still it still gives me the tingles when I think of it, and when I when I sort of want to get there, particularly semi-finals, hopefully get to a final. It is one of the most momentous days, and yes, too many are taking it too lightly, and it's, they can all pan it up as what they want. Now, let's take Chelsea, that team that he put out on Saturday. Savage Saturday should have been good enough to have beaten them. But let's look at the teams that uh, Mourinho picks. He picks more or less the same team every week. What does it tell you? He doesn't trust certain players. Now, he's put the trust in them for that game. You've come unstuck. And that is the reason why he is out of the FA Cup, the quadruple which everybody was there. So it it is a fallacy what they try and do. If you want to win it, Pick your best team. And what Mourinho should have done was picked half and half. The players that he does really trust and the other players who he half trusts. Well, you know, just now let's focus on because everyone thinks I'm talking about City and City came back late and they showed a lot of disrespect. Now watch the match. Absolutely. But no, but the the point I'm making is I think what's killing the FA Cup is replays. At least with the Capital One League Cup, it's decided on the night. It goes to penos and you get stuck into so many fixtures. But if you look at the Chelsea thing, no Courtois, no Terry, playing Mikel, like playing Mikel is like playing Boyata. It's telling the world we don't give a damn about this match. Ivan, Ivan, my goodness, you're the oracle. You just come up with an, an idea there about not having replays. 
Oh, I've never heard of anything like that. You need to ring the FA because <laughs> people people have not thought of that. It is shocking, isn't it? Absolutely shocking. It should be a one-off game. Whatever so, you get to, away or at home, it should be one-off. In this time of having all these games, it is shocking and that's the way it should be. And, and that's not going to change the way these um, managers think and treat the FA Cup, but at least that would help. And coming back to City, Ivan, let's not get away from the fact that was a massive disrespect to it. Coming back the day before, we've just gone through the most arduous time in the Premier League, the Christmas and New Year period. Really difficult. Everybody's moaning how tired people are. And then Manchester City go off to Abu Dhabi and play another game and train over there and come back the night before when everybody knows and managers and coaches will tell you about how difficult it is to travel. Wrong. Pellegrini can paint it all as much as he wants that it didn't affect him. Yes, it did. But but do you not realise, do you not realise Pellegrini's fate depends on the Barcelona Champions League and what happens on 5.30 on Saturday in Stamford Bridge. He won't lose his job over losing to Middlesbrough. It sets precedence. What happened last week? They were beaten by Arsenal. This week, again, you get beaten, you get knocked out. And there will be people in there who will feel it. But one thing leads to another, Ivan. You can't just... um, what happens if it goes badly wrong against Barcelona, which it could? Oh, easily, then, easily. Oh no, then, I, I'm, I'm not saying they're out of the woods. But my and point then, is this: but then, then, then getting that knocked down to the FA Cup then becomes a big issue. Then mm. that's not that's another trophy that we're so, so that now. that means like an average team like Liverpool or United could actually win the FA Cup. Hey, it will be. And Liverpool have treated the, the both competitions. Um, with, with better respect. I'm not saying it's it's been absolutely perfect, but it has. I'll tell you what, Manchester United and Liverpool's results look quite good now, don't they? <laughs> absolutely. And finally, uh, you've got this decisive second semi-final. It yeah. could be a bit of a backlash with Chelsea Mourinho absolutely. not happy. What were, what were you predicting? Uh, the, the, is it tomorrow night? Yes, I still think we, we will win. I thought we were absolutely fantastic last week. But we've got to do exactly the same. We've got to play the same way and be as good. Maybe get a little bit more fortune this time. But you're quite right, Ivan. That was the thing with the results on Saturday, which I fear. Because we could get the, the backlash of what happened um, with Chelsea. Again, it's like that. If the professionals, they will turn up. They will be angry and they will perform. I'm hoping not but I still think we'll just nick it 1-0. This is The Rewind on News Talk. I'm Oshin Langan and that was Phil Thompson talking with Ivan Yates of News Talk Breakfast on a shock-filled FA Cup weekend. Racing now and Hurricane Fly claimed the BHP Insurance Irish Champion Hurdle at uh, Leopardstown for the fifth time on Sunday. The Ruby Walsh Mount came home comfortably ahead of another Willie Mullins charger, Arctic Fire. Des Gall describes the finish and then... It's Willie Mullins speaking to At The Races. And Hurricane Floy is in front. Arctic Fire on the outside. This is an unbelievable racehorse. Hurricane Fly, 10 out of 10, beats us the Brack record of five in the race. And Hurricane Some people Fly had speculated this season that he might not necessarily run a Cheltenham. He has to go now, doesn't he, if he's OK? What is there to lose? Well, some people speculated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me... He'll be there all being well, yeah. won't he? Well... I just always thought, let the horse do the talking. You know, we'll bring him back for the Morgana. He did it. We brought him back for the one at Christmas. He did it, and now he's done it again today. You know, there's no other path. I know I know. a lot of it's down to the horse, but you must be pretty proud of yourself the way you've got him back this season after Jeski beat him those last twice last season. 
Well, yeah, I'm, del- I'm delighted for everyone, for the horse. I'm really delighted for the horse because, um, you know, lots of people are writing him off after Pontiatown last year. And um, I felt we shouldn't write him off just yet. Now, I didn't know whether we were going to come back and, be- and perform like this. Uh, but, uh, you know, I hoped that it was still there. But I was going to let the horse prove that it was there rather than just write him off. You know, I didn't feel it was fair to the horse after all he given us over the years that you know he, he just keeps surprising you so um, I felt it was worth training him and if he if in his training he wasn't sh- showing us what he normally did what he did and then we raced him and he came up uh, you know right all the time so we just keep going and to me what else would you do with the horse after doing what he's doing this year only go for the champion hurdle this is the rewind on news talk and that was Willie Mullins speaking to you at the races following another Massive success for Hurricane Fly. Basketball now, when it was a great weekend for Cork at the National Cup Finals at the Arena in Talla. Team Montanati Hotel Glanmire beat Colester 62-36 in the women's final, while Demons overcame UCD Marion 91-65 in the men's. Here's Shane Collin on winning a record sixth cup medal. Player coach Colin O'Reilly on defensive intensity and how the players of this generation are as good, if not better, than those of the 80s. And we'll also hear from UCD Marion's Conor Meany on their defeat and if the current Demon squad are the best collection of Irish players ever. But first, here is Glamour coach Mark Scannell on their win over Colester. That is fantastic. You know, um, I thought the first half we struggled, but I was happy with our defence. I just thought offensively we couldn't buy a basket at times, you know. It was, um, I think, I don't know what the shooting percentage were, but they were pretty poor. Um, but I told them at halftime if we kept playing the defence we were playing, and we got a couple of shots to drop and open them up a little bit that things will, go, things will come our way and that's the best kind of the way it panned out. How did you fix that in the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter? Because it's something you mentioned actually after the semi-final that your shooting wasn't great all year but your general play was. For some reason it hasn't been. For some reason our timing and our spacing. I suppose we have so many new people in that as a team we're just not reading each other as well as I'd like to offensively. But I tell you, you can never, never uh, underestimate this team defensively. To hold a team in a National Cup final in 36 points is a phenomenal achievement. And you know, even though shots were... Uh, Leah was struggling early, couldn't make a shot, but her defence was magnificent. Every one of them kept at it defensively. And then good things started to happen. We hit a couple of shots. Um, Mary came really into it in the third quarter. I thought she was brilliant in the third quarter. And Grainne, Grainne just kept going when no one else was going. And, um, you know, like it was the depth in the squad, I think, was the difference today. Adrian O'Sullivan has the ball in his hands. He throws it in the air. The clock goes to zero. And Demons are the champions. Demons 91. UCD Marion 65. Demons are the National Cup champions for the seventh time. Colin O'Reilly, you are the player coach with UCC Demons who has just led his team to a cup title. How do you feel? But you know, this is what we've been building for all year. We got back in pre-season in July specifically to win trophies and this is the first of them. Um, this sets us up nicely as well now to go into the Champions Trophy at the end of the season playoffs. So we've another two, only have to win two more games to, to double up again. So, you know, for us, it's... Um, it's great, it's great for the fans, it's great for Demons basketball, Cork basketball in general, what uh, all the teams have done today. Close game up until we'll say the midpoint of the second quarter. What happened then? You uh, pulled away. I don't know, I'd have to watch the game tape, but for us, we were. Um, I was happy with the way the first quarter went. I know UCD were scoring a lot of points against us, but I felt the tempo suited us, they were getting up and down. I felt they didn't have the numbers to stick with us and that our, um, our fitness would come into play in the second quarter. As you know, you saw them, all their rotations started breaking down and Colbert started getting easy baskets, uh, two, three, four possessions in a row, and then our shooters started knocking down shots. So, it's, you know, it was, for us, it was just sticking with it, keep going, and there was no panic stations. We, we've been here before. We understand 
that it's a 40-minute game and that the first 20 minutes are only just leading into the second half. Ahead of this game, you talked about defensive intensity being your focus at the start of the year and in pre-season. Can you explain to maybe people who don't know the game that well what you meant and how that kind of unfolded tonight, particularly in quarters three and four? Yeah, you know, it's um, we're just basically our defensive philosophy is that we're trying to force teams into rushing their offense. You know, everyone everyone looks good if um, they can get to their spots at their own pace. They can knock down shots if they're not challenged. But for us, it's just um, we like we'll make extra rotations. We'll force them into traps to try get them to turn the ball over, and then you know then that opens up our transition play because then we can get layup after layup. And that sets up our defensive intensity again because we can go full court on teams, and that brings the fitness into it. That brings um, offensive execution into it. Then, and once the other teams start tying, tiring, we start getting more baskets. And you know, it's just it's just stick with it for the 40 minutes. And just before I let you go, on a wider point, you said before this game that you believe the Irish players at the moment are the best they ever have been. Can you explain that? Well, I think it's getting blown out of proportion now. Um, they've fully stayed. Um, yeah, I think they've improved. I think the whole, the overall level has improved from Irish players, as with every other sport. You know, with sports science, with nutrition, yeah. with all the technology going, obviously we're, everyone's going to improve. You know, you see more Irish players going to the states, to college. You see more Irish players going pro. So you know, it's got to be. Uh, uh, the 80s and 90s players were good players, but yeah. I just feel right now um, the Irish players are being underestimated, just because the media publicity isn't there, and there's no, you know, in the 80s basketball just blew, came up blew up out of nowhere and now it's more global game so we're not getting the recognition but I think the Irish players out there in show week in week out um, there's some excellent players and you know like I said there's a lot going to college in the States that weren't doing in the 80s and 90s there's a lot going pro and it's just like every other sport it's just with the way advancements in sport technology the players are going to get better naturally Colin listen well done on tonight Demons the cup champions you are the player coach a deserved victory 91 to 65 I'll let you off for the celebrations and hopefully we're going to bring uh, Shane Colin up just a quick word on Shane and your brother Niall both winning their 6th cup medals tonight I mean that is a special achievement yeah the, you know they've played 10 they've played in 10 they've won 6 uh, hopefully they're back next year to win a 7th um, they're, they're the heartbeat of the team obviously the two of them um, once they go you know, they're going to be irreplaceable and it's going to be a hard job to find a captain as good as Shane and a vice-captain as good as Niall. And hopefully when they do go, that they go into coaching and that yeah. we can play for them and we continue on what we're doing. Connor Meany of UCD Marion joins us. Uh, Connor, I know it's a very tough place to be having beaten, being beaten 91-65. The frustrating thing maybe is that you actually did play well for patches of that game but didn't put it together enough consistently. Uh, yeah, like we, we started the game well but we probably played the game at their pace a little bit too much. Uh, it was probably a little bit too up and down and uh, then when they got their run they're so they're great at just really piling on points in a, in a hurry and what can be a three point lead all of a sudden becomes a 15 point lead very quickly and uh, all credit to them they're a fantastic team and it would have taken an amazing effort from us to, to get even closer to them or by any chance to win and uh, they're, they're phenomenal they've got strength and depth three point shooters all over the court and then the likes of Colin O'Reilly and Lamont Colbert uh, like fair play to them they're very worthy champions Was it that period towards the end of the second quarter that kind of killed the game that got away from you even though you were hanging on in there up until that point and playing quite well Yeah we yeah it was, they, they know that they can get on those runs uh, that's what they try and do they try and kill teams off like that and we were wary of it and we were trying to get to half time hopefully under 10 if we could and uh, try and take it into the second half but 
Like they've got so much class that Colin O'Reilly's run down the court and he's got Shane Collin on one side of him and Kieran O'Sullivan on the other side of him. And in transition, you're just trying to decide which one of them to try and stop. And ultimately, one of them is going to unfortunately hit a shot against you. Is that the thing that you can stop one player on a team generally because generally teams in Ireland have one American but in the shape of Colin O'Reilly and Le Mans and even Shane Cole and lads like that they kind of essentially have three or four Americans yeah. or guys of that standard yeah definitely uh, like I don't know uh, what, what Colin ended up on um, yeah, we were trying to slow down Colin. I think, yeah, he had 13 points. We were trying to slow down Colin as much as we possibly could. But when you're trying to slow down someone like Colin O'Reilly, you have to trap him. And then you're rotating off uh, great shooters like Shane Cotton. And, uh, like, you really have to pick your poison against a team like that. And when you have an American who's able to score 25 points in a final like that as well, and he just fits in seamlessly with that team, they're, they're, they're one of the best teams I've played against in, in, in the league, definitely. Marion have to take positives from this getting to the cup final what are those positives? Oh, look, we're, we're comfortable with who we are at the moment our league standings don't really show that we think that we're one of the better teams in the league and um, when we've had everybody like Barry Drum came back for the first time in three months today and played uh, minutes and Look, if we play to the level that we played against them for a lot of the game, we'll, we'll be able to beat a lot of the other teams in the league without too much difficulty. So it's just a matter for us of having the focus and being able to keep that in the league campaign and try and push on. So we had a hard one last week against Temple Oak in the league, and now we have to kind of come back next week against Star back in Belfield and kind of get our league campaign back on. Uh, back, uh, back on. After losing a cup final, is it harder or easier to motivate yourself for the rest of the league? <laughs> I don't know. This is the first time. I've ever lost a cup final yeah. so um, I, I don't know um, look everybody it's probably too fresh in my, in, right now to even know what's going to happen and uh, look we're, we're, we're devastated we didn't want to just come here and make the numbers and we thought we had a game plan and a, a shot to, to win if they were slightly below par but unfortunately they were, they played their game that they have been playing for the last couple of weeks and I don't know what, how it's going to translate to the league that's a big job for Yanis yeah. to kind of pick everybody back up on Monday night are Demons the best Irish squad and set of players that there has been since maybe the 80s? And I know Bernard O'Byrne, the FAI, or the Basketball Ireland chief executive, doesn't like to harp back to the 80s, but are we talking in those terms? It's so hard to tell with... Uh over the years there's been three professionals at times two professionals at times one pro- you say one professional but demons don't have one professional at the moment they have they have two with maybe a third uh, in uh, Kyle Hosford he's as close to being professional uh, like he's good enough to go to other leagues so I think they're definitely in terms of Irish players pro- probably the, the best team I've played against Colester had a couple of great teams and demons a few years ago had great teams but in terms of an overall collection of Irish players I, I think they probably are Shane cup title number 6 how do you feel uh, absolutely ecstatic uh, um, you know it's a great occasion to be up here for any final you know from the day I started basketball it was all about making cup finals and being up here with demons and you know it's my 6th to know myself in Nile and it's an honour you know to meet that mark because you know any basketball was played it's a tough occasion out there in the final it's warm you know there's good teams in this league Marion had nothing to lose and they put it up to us early but we always felt it's over 40 minutes we can get the upper hand in teams and Again, I think that showed once we got the lead in the first half, we always knew once we control the second half, we'd be fine. But, you know, you can't stop. You just love winning cups in this place and we're just delighted to win. What was the difference tonight, particularly in quarters two and three? Because that's when you got away from Marion, that's when you got on top. Yeah, they started well, you know, they're, they're a good team. You know, they, they're good players. 
we just felt they mightn't have had the depth, you know, so we felt we had the depth, so we felt if we got through the first quarter level, we try up the tempo. It's all about tempo with us. You know, if we let them walk it up and down, they'll hang around, but once we got the tempo up in the second quarter, we got the lead, and I think the tall quarter was just about us playing smart basketball, maintaining the lead, and, you know, we've such talented players, you know, Colin Riley, two Sullivans, Hossford, outstanding again today, and what can we say about our American back-to-back MVPs, you know, we're a, we're a good team, and we're delighted to win another cup. You're being talked about as the best bunch of players, Irish players, since the 80s, perhaps even better. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's a massive compliment, you know, you know, this debate will go on for as long as, you know, basketball's alive. You know, 80s, they're good players, great players, great Americans. It's hard to make a comparison, but, you know, in any sport, sport gets better as the years go on and quicker. You know, we've better athletes maybe than the 80s, but without doubt, I think any team that I've been involved in, this is definitely up there the best, you know, there's just so much talent on board and I think that's why teams find it hard to contain us, but you know, we're delighted to win. We'll keep it going now. We'll enjoy the next few days. And, you know, there's no reason why we're going to try to win the league that we, we let slip last year, we felt. Yeah, because you're unbeaten in the league and unbeaten in the cup. Perfect season. That's got to be the aim. Yeah, I mean, Colin O'Reilly has been a masterclass since he took over last year. You know, he's just brought a whole new freshness to the team. You know, it's it's such a hard task for him, you know, because he's good friends with a lot of us on the team. But, you know, he just created that coach player you know difference when we need it and you know I think it's credit to him to have us in the condition we're in and the basketball we're playing and you know it's just given me you know two three years ago I was feeling okay is this going to be the end for me but yep. he just brought a great freshness to the team a great he got me up to a great level of fitness so I could compete and I'm just delighted that he came back and helped this club win more trophies you'll fancy another year now won't you <laughs> <laughs> you'll see how you are tomorrow morning we'll enjoy the night no, but you know as I said I just love this game I love this yeah. club and as long as I can get up and down the court I'll keep coming back this is the Rewind on News Talk and that was Demons Shane Cullen on winning his 6th National Cup medal at the weekend before him we heard from Conor Meany of UCD Marion and Glenmire coach Mark Scannell on their victory also in there was Colin O'Reilly the player coach of Demons and what a player he is as well what a basketball family the O'Reillys are so what does former two-time cup winner with Tralee and ex-All-Ireland winner with Kerry Mihal Quirk make of the current Demons squad he was part of our commentary team on Saturday night this a brief synopsis of what he had to say yeah I mean fully deserving they were far far superior in all facets of the game they took little moments off here and there and had breaks for a couple of minutes but generally you know their basketball their ball movement their spacing everything you know their selfishness really struck me that they always nearly every time they gave the ball to the guy in the best position nobody was forcing jump shots whereas on the Marion team they were being put into positions defensively where they were having to shoot the ball under pressure every time UCC were making shots it was after good good ball movement and that was the difference in the game they're just that experience you know like I said Niall O'Reilly Shane Collins six winners medals you know played in ten finals you can't buy that kind of experience and for the Marion guys they have a lot of young guys there they need you know they're American could have given them a little bit more in, in, in Ross but you know they'll learn from this and, and with guys coming on board they'll be, they'll be strong they'll be there thereabouts again that's Michal Quirk on the dominance of demons that's it for now hopefully you'll have a good week we're back next Monday with a review of the Premier League, a look ahead to the Six Nations and we'll reflect on the Alliance Football League's opening weekend. If you want more sport, don't forget Off The Ball is on air every night at 7 o'clock Monday to Friday. They're on air this uh, Saturday at 2 and this Sunday at 1. And I'll join you on News Talk Breakfast just before half 7 and half 8 every morning. Also, you can stick with us throughout the week on newstalk.com forward slash sport. Until next week, take care. The Monday Rewind. 